Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to CIO Talk Network. Uh, to learn more, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. And the topic for today is better pharma through digital. So the focus in healthcare shifted from volume-based to value-based treatment. This has forced the pharma companies to rethink how they will grow and stay profitable. And just creating apps for general health and wellness for patient education, side effect management, and medication compliance were a good start, but they truly don't give you any way to improve the outcome. So how are business and IT leaders at pharma companies changing their strategy and the execution approach so that they can increase their value contribution and become more competitive? To discuss this, I have with me Gyan Pandey, He's the global uh, and group CIO with Aurobindo Pharma. Hey, Gyan, how are you? Welcome to the show. Sanjog, I'm doing good. Thank you. Hello, everyone. So thanks so much for joining. And so, so let's set the stage, right? So can you, can you share what you see as the top disruptive trends in the pharma industry that are leading you and the other leaders to rethink how you operate, how you innovate and serve your customers. Great. So with the digital wave going across all the verticals, uh, pharma is not an exception to that. However, uh, traditionally pharma has been one of the vertical where the technology adoption has been rather slow compared to the BFSI or the automobile. But in the current scenario, uh, more and more focus on producing the quality uh, drugs with the less and less cost, plus ensuring the dig- uh, compliance, the digital is the only way to go. And by this, by this, what we are coming out of the industry 4.0, where things will be connected not only within factory, but outside the factory also. So all the equipments, all your manufacturing process, packaging line, your supply chain partners, your logistic partners, right till when you are going to the point of sales. So all the data needs to be getting connected. And this is becoming possible with the digital and the current technologies like use of uh, the robotics, IoT, and over and above, whatever the data you create, you run the analytics and once you have the maturity of the data and the depth of data, probably you can use the artificial intelligence to derive much more insight of the data to take the right business decisions. Blockchain is one more technology which will be getting more and more significance and importance because the falsified medicine has become a very big challenge by which is not only the safety of the patient, but also for the industry also to ensure that the quality drugs are being delivered to the patients uh, in the right time and at the, uh, at the right place. So the blockchain technology will ensure not only the, the the genuinity of the drug, but also the tracking of the whole drug from where it is manufactured, which batch, and what are the ingredients and all. Similarly, uh, coming back to the another technology which is being adopted more on the consumer side or the service side, uh, that is ARVR, which will more relate in the clinical trials and all. 
and AI definitely is going to make the drug discovery much more efficient and all. Uh, we heard of some of the companies already started the chip-based human body platform to do the drug testing, which is helping out a lot uh, to come out with the right result. And all these things together are all set and some of the things already started in different geographies and different companies that these technologies are enabling these companies to produce the drug, which is not only the qualitatively good, but also the price way cheaper and the supply chain is becoming more and more efficient. So the good drugs and the life-saving drugs could be offered globally at a large, at a cheaper price. So, you know, uh, again, you mentioned about a number of things when you very, very well connected a business trend or what's going on in pharma to the technology. So, you know, frankly, blockchain and digital and all of that, that's good talk for the IT people. But when you talk to business, they say, get me to the next level of growth or show me what I can do to survive or show me how I can save money. You know, those are the kind of things they ask. And there are certain fundamental shifts that may be happening in pharma. I mean, like in any other industry. So are there any things specifically that your business leaders are facing as challenges or perhaps an opportunity they want to exploit for which you can help? Very valid question, Sanjog, that uh, it's not just the fancy word of digital or not that all other industry is going to the digital or my peer is going to digital. So I should also start investing in. There should be right business case and there should be value behind that. Not only from the value for the short term, but also with the sustainable long-term value. So in that way, if we see that for the pharma industry, one of the biggest criteria of the success is that the compliance is the topmost importance. And in the compliance of late, what we have seen, especially in India, the data integrity has been a very big challenge for many of the big pharma companies as well. It's not that, okay, they are uh, they are not mature in their processes, but when you do the things manually, the amount of effort needed to document it, review it, and then over a, over a large scale of your uh, plants and all to bring that uniformity of this on the manual control, there is always chances of error. And those chances of error sometimes lead to the data integrity issues. So to address the data integrity issue in the pharma, the best way is to go to the distal. And by saying this, the distal means that whatever the data is being produced, that data should be captured the real time. It should be validated, documented, auditable, and it can be retrieved back as and when required. Not only that, it also gives you the complete transparency if you want to link the data for any other event or incident. That's why the distal becomes so important for the pharma. Second thing comes is that, of course, the competitiveness is very, very important. And in pharma, if you, if you look at the pharma industry, one of the very big area is the supply chain. And probably the supply chain area is one which needs a lot more efficiency enhancement and cost reduction. And this is very much feasible and possible with the current technology, which makes the companies to deliver in the shorter time and manufacture, manufacture with, the, with the lesser cost and in this way, they will become more competitive in the market. Because if you are able to reduce the inventory carrying period and by which making the working capital more efficient and making your supply chain more efficient, that means right from the factory when the these drugs are being manufactured and packed, they should reach to the distributors and at the end to the retailer in the lesser time, the self-life will get enhanced. And with the self-life getting enhanced, that means the lesser chances of the 
return of these and destruction of these uh, drugs will be required. So many things that you mentioned, of course, there are like they are related to manufacturing of drug and getting or improving the shelf life of the drug. But isn't there a trend or isn't there an actual acute need when the whole world is going from, you know, going to the value based care, which means the outcome based care versus you giving a pill. So there is a concept of beyond the pill that pharma companies are looking at. And at that time, you're not truly looking at the pill itself or how it gets manufactured or shelf life. You got to think beyond that because that's where it seems like the only place where you'll be able to get growth and profitability. Otherwise, every other area, which is like the the pill-related elements, they're getting marginalized now. What are those other areas that you're, uh, are you seeing that the business like your your group or window pharma and also your other companies in this industries are trying to do to look beyond the pill. So Sanjog, I will uh, talk about what is currently the trend is being happening and which will rather gather more momentum in the coming years uh, in the future. The first thing is that the whole focus of the pharma manufacturing, as you rightly said that it is shifting from a pill based or from the tablet based, which was more on the prescription based rather than it is going more and more patient-centric. That means empowering more and more the patients. Now, this with this, what has happened is the technology is enabling with a lot of wearable devices and whatever the gadgets they are using, it keeps on capturing the real-time, a lot of data related to the their biology, their, their, their health-related things. And over and above that data, the, there is already a, um, many of the big pharma companies have started working on that. And these over a period, not immediately, but over a period, definitely the trend is going on that the patient will be more and more empowered. The manufacturing of the drug will be based on the patient's need and probably it will be delivered where it is needed and what is needed. And that is possible once the medicines become more and more personalized. Currently, the medicines, what is being once the drug discovery happens and being manufactured is based on the average acceptance over the different subjects chosen across the geography. But when the medicines become more personalized, it will become more effective. And at that time, you, when, when we are capturing so much of data from the patients or from the individuals, the whole manufacturing will also, instead of becoming a cure, it will become more preventive medications. It will become more based on their genomics, whereas it will cure the complete disease or probably it will prevent the disease coming uh, at, at the time and it will alert them in advance. So on this, there could be technologies which will be used in the future like the 3D printing, the drone-based delivery, but that is still, I will say, five to seven years ahead. But currently, yes, a lot of wearable devices, the personalized data, what is being captured, this ensures that the patients are taking the drugs in time and that truck is how it is acting, what is the changes in their vital statistics and based on that the doctors can or uh, the medical practitioners can can basically tell around their medications and they can do the, the right uh, medications for the particular patient so uh, you know thanks so much for that because it does paint a very good picture on establishes a context of what the pharma companies are dealing with so while the solutions may be in sight but it's also a change management issue, right? So there are a lot of things that someone or within the company as individual, as a group, as a department, or as a whole organization has to adopt. 
and be able to pivot and or be able to figure out what are the, the different ways you can timely future-proof yourself and also deal with the challenges you have today. So while, while they are doing all of this, what would you say is the current state? Are pharma companies struggling? Are they able to adapt properly and well? And if there are any gaps, what are they? Where are the impediments? Well, very relevant question. As you rightly said, yes, it is a chain and probably it is a far more complex chain in terms of pharma uh, because a pharma, many of the equipments or solutions has developed over a period and that has started working in the silos and those systems were working in disconnected way. When we talk about the current situation of uh, the industry 4.0, where we need the efficiency, the productivity, the quality, and also, of course, the, the, uh, at the economical cost of the production that needs to be getting connected. And on that area, on the operational technology, uh, there are challenges in terms of some of the applications or some of the solutions might not be ready to get integrated or might not be ready to move to the clouds or might not be having a open APIs to get integrated. But last five years, if you see those OEMs, which has a silo solutions, they have also opened up because the whole world, whether it is business, whether it is manufacturing, whether it is as a society, everything is moving towards the collaborative approach. And these OEMs also have realized the fact that they have to also open up and change it. Though they, there could be a monopoly of their own equipment, so there could be very, very limited sub, uh, solution providers for certain process in pharma, but they have also embraced digital technology because for their business survival also it is important. And with that, what is happening is that a lot more integrations of those uh, equipments and solutions are happening. I will tell you a very simple example. So in, typically in every pharma companies, you will have a limb solution, laboratory information management system, quality management system. You will have an ERP on the other side. You could have the maybe electronic lab notebook for the R&D and all. And all these applications will not talk to each other. However, as a process, they need to talk to each other or as a decision making, we need to take the inputs from there. And it's a very big manual job to get the right information, right inputs, and you don't know which is the right and the latest version of the truth. So there is a lot of trends going on that, okay, relevant information needs to be integrated. And most of the companies have taken that journey. Some of the companies probably have, have started to revamp the whole applications in a way that which will serve their business information in a much more logical way, which takes the right decisions. In terms of the impediments, if we talk, some of the impediments are like that. The systems integration is one of the challenge. And second is some of the processes and SOPs which are defined over a period. So bringing them under the digital technology, uh, it needs a lot of maturity of the time, uh, maturity, because the process, if there is a process maturity and that process itself stepwise gives the right inference that can be brought on the distant technology very easily. For example, if there is a, a human has to put a label and then package it, that packaging can be very, very much automated by the robotics. If there is a human intervention to ensure that the packet is not vacant, there is a, uh, there is a, there is a bottle uh, put inside that can be taken care by the technology much better than the humans. Same way, if there are certain process that step one, two, three, four, five done, and then sixth will be based on the SOP, this is the result, that can be also taken care of the technology. 
However, this adoption of the technology also goes in a late, uh, very, very, very slow because of the regulatory things. And I feel to some extent that there should be a lot of push and encouragement instead of uh, kind of uh, putting a pressure or giving a fear uh, by the regulatory authorities also to embrace the technology in a faster way. Because there are scenarios when you have gone to the digital, but you have not exposed to the regulatory authorities, you still go with the manual process because there is an apprehension that there could be some scenarios which the digital solution may not may not uh, basically give the right results. So the maturity of the digital solution takes a lot more time unless those scenarios, those unknowns comes and we embed those uh, scenarios in those solutions, we don't expose it. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And when we come back, Gyan, let's talk about how to paint a picture of what it would be like to have all things in place, something which is what you would call as a future fit and a proactive pharma company where they have their act together. What would that look like? And yes, we may not be there yet, but how far are we and what's remaining? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjog All. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, uh, Gyan, when we are looking to go in a given direction. And yes, we want to run fast, but we ought to know where we are going. So if you had to paint a picture of a utopic state of a pharma company, which has its act together, what would that look like? And where, how far are we from that? Well, uh, very interesting. And this is some of the question, which is uh, always of my interest. Or maybe I will say that anybody who is interested in technology will love to uh, listen to this and uh, they will we also looking beyond the current situation, how the pharma companies will look like in the future. One thing is very obvious that the in the pharma companies, it the way we manufacture and the way we deliver the drugs, this is going to have a complete 180 degree shift. That means the whole thing will work in the reverse order. Currently, we the pharma company manufactures the things based on the prescriptions drug what is the demand there and in certain geography or certain types of diseases. Based on that, the pharma company manufactures those drugs and supply it. Things will completely change in the future and it has already started. In fact, we can see there is so many wearables people are using, whether it is the Fitbits or whether it is smartwatches. And based on that, a lot more data being captured. At this point of time, if you see the all the biggies, uh, Every company has become an IT company because every company now deals with the data, whether it is a Google, Apple, Microsoft, or if you take the manufacturing giant like G, Siemens, they all deal with the data or the automobile companies. 
everyone one is dealing with the data and the company which will have the more data probably they have the possibilities of creating lot more insight of that by using lot more algorithms on the ai or predictive and cognitive things pharma is also approaching in the same way and it has to approach in the same way because it will now become more patient driven it will be more personalized and it will be kind of with the technologies where the genomics and the genome study has become so more economical that the people can get their genome study done and based on that they will have the the i mean the forecast that by the age of 50 looking at their current biological structure their food habits their exercising habit how their metabolism works and their dna analysis and all it can be predicted that by the age of the 50 whether you will have a diabetes or blood pressure and if it is going to happen like this what are the preventive things you need to do and that preventive things can be further personalized in based on his body need by I, by saying personalize i mean that for example currently if somebody has a small uh, body ache or the fever we will go and take a paracetamol and uh, we are okay after a couple of hours but this paracetamol in case of personalized medications it will be completely different what paracetamol i am taking and what will be given to you that will be completely different based on my body need and why it will be so personalized because the medicine will become very so, very efficient and it 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 will definitely avoid the risk of having any side effects one of the greatest uh, uh the negative part of the modern medications is that you treat one disease and you keep on taking that particular medication for a longer time you will have another side effect and another disease that can be avoided in the future with the personalized medications now we also know that if any pharma company who is which is not adopting or changing the way it has been working it is not becoming more patient centric and is not changing the way also how it is operating that means the factories will no more be bigger it will be uh, factories will be smaller the delivery mechanism will be changing the delivery mechanism that as and when needed it should be delivered or maybe the possibility could be that it could be by using technology like 3d printing and drones it can be manufactured and delivered where uh, wherever it is required and when it is required and all these this gives the possibilities because the technology ecosystem has also evolved like that now when we are on the uh, on the verge of using 5g technology just imagine how much more data it will create not only from the human side but also on the surroundings of all of us and but all will give that how the health is getting impacted how the mental and psychological health will get impacted and how then pharma industry has to react to make the life uh, more comfortable and all for in the current scenario also with this outbreak of the covid it is the digital technology which is uh, and the, the current technology which is helping out based on lot of ai and ml being used that where we are progressing and where we are reaching and based on that only we come to know that okay by january the vaccine will be ready or by september the outburst will go to another another cycle of uh, the covid patients different countries uh, have they adopted their own way of algorithms based on their uh, uh, this demographic profile and how the virus has reacted to their society and this is helping out to manage this pandemics in a better way in india for example uh, the ibm watson has been used for the to manage the entire the covid cases across india and by which the government has not only put the lockdown but also have been preemptive that if they open up what could be the impact on the human lives 
So when we are looking at all the different things that you mentioned, that's a very fascinating picture that you've painted, right? And a lot of those technologies are here today and companies can also adopt them and embrace them. What would you think would be holding them back from getting into that state of utopia where, uh, yeah, the drones part, maybe it is a little farther out there, but many of the things that you said could be implemented even today. The reason people are not implementing them is because they don't see profit in it or is it far ahead of uh, where we are today? What is what is preventing us from reaching that ideal state today? So I will put in this way, uh, Sinjob, that though the technologies are there and to a large extent, these technologies are democratized also. That means these technologies are not very uh, capital intensive. They're very, very economical. However, the entire ecosystem needs to have, when I say ecosystem, that means the manufacturer, the pharmaceutical manufacturers, the healthcare practitioners, the healthcare services like hospitals, pharmacies, the uh, regulatory bodies, the government bodies, that also needs to bring that change. And because that changes are happening at a slow pace, this adoption is also happening at a very slower pace. It's not that, okay, uh, in the globe, it is not happening. There are many, many new things has come, like there is a a cloud-based platform like Helix in the US where you can do the drug discovery uh, and by and not only drug discovery, but it, it collates the data from the existing drugs and what are the side effects. And based on that, it also gives you the, a lot of insight that how the existing drugs can be used to address some of the uh, some of the diseases for which there is no medications. Similarly, there is a, a there are many apps in the market. Uh, one of the, which I remember is that eye care apps where if a, the, the doses of uh, given to a patient can be tracked and can also be recorded that whether the doses have been taken in the time and not. So if a person is taking, let's say, pill, he can just take a photograph by using that app and this will record that at this location, at this time, this, uh, this particular drug has been taken. Now we have come to the age, uh, I think a couple of years back, there was a nanochip-based uh, uh, one uh, medicine was also created that if you take if a patient is taking that track, that particular medicine, it will still start giving the data how the whole body is reacting with that and how, how the effective this medicine is. So going forward, there will be a lot of chip-based medicines also, which will give the real-time data and real-time monitoring. But the whole ecosystem, so uh, whether it is a business, whether it is the service providers, whether it's the government regulatory bodies and the manufacturers. So there has been technology, but there has been also uses, but altogether, the whole business ecosystem is also need to come to a stage where this adoption will become faster. I will give a very uh, simple example that when the Amazon started, nobody would, could imagine that Walmart and the Sears and all these things will become kind of, I find them very, very difficult to survive. But it is now proven, not only in the US, but in the countries like India, the e-commerce has taken a very big leap. Same thing is for the pharma also, when the patient-centric data becomes the vital and the pivotal to drive the, the manufacturing of the drugs, those things will come. And these things is not very far up because change is happening at a very sweeping speed. Maybe another five years, the whole, the, the whole process or the whole mechanism of manufacturing and delivering drugs might change. So over artificial intelligence and all, uh, personalized medications, where based on the genome or based on the uh, based on the personalized medications uh, coming with the 3D printing, that may take maybe almost a decade or so. 
but delivery of the drug and based on the personalized things that will start happening from the another 3 to 5 years so let's talk about the very execution right all fascinating ideas all things which we can perhaps be all ready to do and or work on now the issue is digital can really do great things and it has done great things for many companies and industries but it has also tested our metal it has also been the source of confusion and it has also drained a lot of resources and energy and it has not delivered value to all people who tried it what did you do in your company so that digital doesn't turn out to be a liability but instead an investment which will create really good positive outcomes i will say it's a very very important question and uh, very relevant uh, for any change in terms of the process or in terms of technology which will bring in and especially any corporates whenever they bring this kind of change they have to go through the the bumpy ride of this change management but if it is managed properly it gives the outcome what is desired over a period but it needs to be driven properly now in the pharma when we are doing this digital changes of course this is correct example that in many of these cases digital initiatives has given negative productivity or it has given the employees not getting engaged with that one of the very basic and fundamental reason is that at the end whatever the technology has come whatever the the progress we have made as a human being we as a human being are always resistant to the change though we'll talk about the change management in everybody's individual life we are very very reluctant to embrace the change and one of the fundamental reason for not adopting is this that there are underlying fear or apprehensions if those underlying fear and apprehensions are understood and it is addressed and at the same time if the message is given that why this change is needed and what the company is going to get benefited and if the company is getting benefited why those individuals are getting benefited then probably this assimilation of the change and embracing it becomes simpler well from person to person it varies because everybody has its own way of adopting uh, a learning curve but it becomes simpler and most of the times you'll find that when you bring any technology change the most critical part is the change management so in the pharma what is currently happening we can relate to the 20 years back what we started with the erp changes the industries when they started implementing erps and all there will be great chaos 80% of the erp implementations failed but with all those failures there has been a lot of lessons learned and with that lessons learned the industry also started embracing those those changes educating training the people changing the organization structure changing the process bringing the best of the breed processes and adopting and embracing it same thing is needed for the pharma these digital technologies which is bringing lot of change in the manufacturing processes packaging processes your supply chain area these people who has been used to work in a certain way certain pattern and certain uh, certain process they need to be basically assimilated to the technology and the digital one of the fundamental aspect is that there should not be any differentiation between the people process and technology it should be stitched together as a single fabric where people and process and technology will work together to give the right business outcome to it is not very easy to address this to address this we have to be very selective that which area we need to improve 
like in pharma there could be issues with your compliance there could be issues with your cost of production there could be issues with your supply chain area or could be your warehousing we need to first figure it out that what is that which is very critical or there could be a very different way of approaching to a new geography or new product then you bring the technology to Im- implement that it's very easy to do any technology changes and ch- in a greenfield area but when you have existing pharma company which will have different types of plants at different geographies different ty- different workforce coming with different cultural background when you bring the technology changes across it needs to be managed very very carefully the one fundamental thing which always remains common across all the technology or all the changes that the people should be first uh, given the right message that why this change is and how it is going to benefit them and they should be basically engaged in a way that they should own it and if they own it it becomes easier any change with uh, coming to the pharma industry in the form of digital it comes with the investment but there is always an outcome expected as a business either it will be efficiency productivity or it could be new product new geography or it could be the better compliance anything and everything which is being invested in the digital technology is assuring the business continuity assuring the higher profit or higher uh, revenue and this will help the employees and the people who are getting engaged they become empowered there many of the monotonous work will go and they will have a far more important or higher level of work which will give them the more significance one of the very fundamental fear what lies with this especially in the manufacturing operations that the people who have been working 15 20 years with a certain set of rule if you bring change they will have a psychological feeling that i know the process i don't have to look into and why the hell i should change it and once they understand no this change is going to happen they will have a fear that my importance will be gone for such people you need to address that okay they are becoming far more significant and important because their role is getting enhanced and for that you need to also do the changes in the organization structure and the way you operate maybe certain sops and process also needs to be changed so ultimately it is engaging more and more with the people narrating why this change is needed and always have a very clear path this this change needs to be tracked managed and the outcome should be outside outcome should be measurable so that the management should be comfortable that the what the investment they have done they have got the right benefit if this change is not driven from the uh, i mean i mean the top people again the control will be lost and the focus will be lost so the engagement and the ownership from the top management is also needed for that there could be small changes projects which is the part of the bigger program which can be given to the middle management but there should be a constant reporting and managing this change is needed from the top management and that is the only way you can drive this this digital changes and all so currently if you have the scenarios where this digital changes has failed it is because of some uh, i will say that definitely there could be issues in terms of the project management people management or change management otherwise it will not fail it will just not fail like this if you go and do the root cause analysis and address that why it is failed then uh, we will be able to make the next project successful and that's how the whole things nowadays we say that fail fast uh, so as we can the next time you can make be successful let's take a quick break listeners and when we come back let's talk about you know you you do mention about technology and you do talk about people but then let's dig deeper into the people and culture aspect because it's pharma like any other company the people and culture are still relevant and even though you may do a lot of technological innovation people and culture are still important so what 
are you doing, Gyan, in your company? And what should people do so that we are able to make this investment that we are making in digital and as a result, the outcome we are looking for, that truly doesn't remain a pipe dream and we are able to accomplish what we set out to do. So what are those people and culture challenges we must overcome up front and also during the digital adoption journey? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjogal. Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, let's talk about the people and culture challenges, Gyan, uh, which people should overcome. And like in your company, you must be trying to overcome up front. That's important, right? Because there could be a prerequisite before uh, you would kick off the digital adoption journey. And also, what are some other flavors of the same type of people and culture challenges that we should expect and be ready to overcome? Well, as I earlier said that the people are the, the change management with the people is the most difficult and critical part. But in this question, as you added about the culture, yes, the culture is the, the bonding layer over the people. And these two makes the one of the most uh, critical part when you are doing this digital changes. The culture of your organization evolves and it evolves over a period. And every organization will have its own culture. and people. Growing together with those organizations will get emotionally, psychologically connected as well as the way they operate. There will be some cultural favor the way they operate. There will be SOPs, there will be process which will be common across the industry, but there will be a something which is hidden or something which is not visible and that is the cultural thread which binds the people and at times they react to the crisis scenario in a way uh, better than the other organizations. So in our case, in Orvindo, we have evolved over a period from a very, I will say, uh, a small startup, and now we have been grown up as a very big uh, multinational company and one of the second largest company in India in terms of revenue. We have presence across 150 countries or drugs being sold. But all these things which has happened, it has happened over a period, and there has been a constant change in the work culture with the interactions of the people coming from outside, and also it has got matured over a period. However, the one very clear and distinct thing come out in the Aurobindo culture is that the execution is cutthroat. If you have taken a decision, if you have taken to do something certain timeline, right from the top till the junior most people, they will be connected and focused on that particular things. This is something unique which I experienced in my uh, uh, journey at Aurobindo. Prior to the Aurobindo, I had been to the consulting companies and all, where things moves professionally also in the efficient way but not in such a connected way where the people get emotionally and psychologically connected with the company and organization. 
and not only this organization but also the task what they do and that makes a difference because they have a lot of passion towards that by saying this i don't mean that okay all 100% employees will have the same passion same connectivity but majority of them and how it comes it comes only from the culture of the organization so that if you come from a different culture there will be a, a time conflict but over a period you blend it and you be also become the part of that culture so whenever we are bringing this kind of change we need to be very very sensitive that how it is going to impact this culture of which is the the one of the important fabric of this organization and the people now when we address the culture by this we mean that in many of the organizations there could be a complete open open hierarchy structure where anybody can meet to the the topmost people or uh, the senior most people can go and straight away talk to the junior most people and there could be some organizations will be hierarchy oriented in our case though there is a hierarchy but it's a very very open culture so right from our chairman also if you want certain information and if he knows that information is with this person who could be the six or seven layers below the one of the department he will straight away talk to them so this brings lot of openness and also the confidence in the employees that okay that he can reach out to the topmost person he can talk to them and this culture makes them also not only to feel confident but also feel a pride a sense of sense of connectivity with the organization when you are doing this changes you need to be very very sensitive that if these people who who feel who are the asset of the organizations and who are basically the building block for taking the uh, organization to the next level of the progress they should not be sensitive or they should not be resistant if they are resistant we need to understand very carefully why they are resistant and to address this just like any other change management and the best way to address any change or the culture is that you convince the people who are registering it the owner of that change by convincing them that the what this change brings to them and most of the times any change is always going to bring the positive things for the organization and same it goes to the individuals if this change relates to them in the positive way they will be more inclined and they will be more motivated to take that and of course with this kind of digital uh, changes and all technology changes there will be a blend of cultural change will also happen and that change is also important because constantly changing culture will make the organization more resilient and uh, organization more kind of uh, open up which can adopt all kind of di divergence and it can it can all uh, it can also embrace the diversity within the culture so this this kind of changes when we are going to narrate we have to take into the confidence of the people engage with the people make them to understand the the change why why this change is needed and why they are going to be the change leaders and the change carriers and with that probability becomes very easier to address and then once the change being implemented the culture also get renewed and that renewed culture again will become a kind of more energetic and enthusiastic for other people to adopt it these change carriers once they bring that change they will become the kind of a inspiration and motivation for the other employees to adopt that and follow the same path because they will show the path of success they will also succeed in their career and this will motivate the other peoples so rewarding the people for bringing the change for their dedications for the commitments as a hr process every organization will have but if you have this very transparent and very objective oriented this makes the people much more motivated and committed to 
embrace the change and make this journey successful so fantastic response uh, gyan about what the people and culture so let's talk about the ecosystem that we are in anytime when we do digital and i'm sure when when pharma as an uh, industry works you also work with different partners the ecosystem partners and for you to be able to say that yes we are digital all the way and across all touch points which means your partner should also step up and they should also bring themselves to a point where you can say there is no weak link in your digital enabled value chain what would you say have you done to be able to motivate them or incent them that everyone in your value chain has stepped up and as you or maybe if you're not fully there yet what are the challenges that you're grappling with and what are some of the strategies so that we are not waiting for the whole village to come to speed forever and and in that process we lose out on what otherwise could be uh, a good digital enabled pharma ecosystem which could create the most value thank you for asking this question this is a this is one of the question which generally people will not uh, think of but this is very very relevant question uh, because when people talk about the change we talk about digital adoption they restrict about either the vertical or their organization but talking about the whole ecosystem how we are going to enable it that's very very important so when we are talking about that the future of the pharma is going to be the more patient centric at the same time we also need to realize the fact that whole business uh, across the globe is moving towards the shared economy so when we say shared economy means it's more and more collaborative so it's nothing that okay if uh, the way i am doing the other should not do it's uh, knowing my challenges knowing their challenges and coming out together with a solution and sharing the success together being the part of the failure together and then coming out with the success again together so that is the whole ecosystem across the verticals it is happening and this is not an exception to the pharma also so in the pharma you have many of the stakeholders within your company and outside the company and that their success together will make you successful because if you are successful your partner should be successful and if your partner is successful indirectly will make you you also successful so earlier thought it was always the market based or customer based and in case of pharma it was more kind of doctors or the pharmacy or the hospitals now when the things are changing when you are going right to the end of the, your uh, your whole value chain that is the patients in the same way you are going at the other end who is your supplier and who is your the content manufacturers who are the people who are helping out in the services like logistics like warehousing who are the people who are contributing in terms of manufacturing operations in terms of your other services is needed for your manufacturing all those people if they are not uh, with the same journey what you have adopted digital at some point of time you will have a very big problem and challenge in getting those data getting those informations and bringing them at the same speed it's like that you are you are running a relay race if you are running faster and your partner is not up to the speed you will lose the race so same way we have to bring our partners also and enable them digitally how it can help is that you as a pharma company what we have done and many of the pharma companies have done across the industry also that if you have to enable some of your partners 
on the digital in terms of let's say invoicing or in terms of purchase order they may not have the big investment in the erps or they may not have the digital invoicing capability but you can open up your supplier portal which will give them to enable them to uh, create the invoice right from there to see and track their payments from there same thing goes for the customers also and the same thing goes for the all other service providers contract manufacturers for example in the pharma industries in most of the times you will find that they are n minus 3 level in terms of the technology they will have only very minimal technology investment in terms of the manufacturing operations it's in the interest of the pharmaceutical companies that they should invest and co partner with them enable them and it will help their partner also to come to uh, technological advancement which will help in their manufacturing in their quality and finally it will help we as a company that okay my partner is delivering whatever the in, uh, whatever the goods manufacturing in the right quality and you will have the instant access of the information because the information is very vital if it is coming after the whole operation is over your reporting your analysis your decision making may not be the right one so if you enable them to come on the digital platform it will always help and over a period it could be a shared investment it could be a shared success which every other organizations as a business will adopt it accept it and they will be happy to even to be a part of that investment and because the success will be shared one so i feel that in the going forward every pharma company and not only pharma company in general every business will be investing not only time technology processes and also maybe the mentoring and guiding to bring them on the digital platform and in this way they will not only help their partner but will it is the self help to make more successful on behalf of the show and our listeners i'd really like to thank you gyan for sharing your thoughts and insights about how the pharma industry can transform itself leveraging digital and get better outcomes so that all parties benefit thank you so much for your help and your inputs today thank you thank you sir and listeners hope you enjoyed i found a bunch of nuggets in what gyan shared today learn a lot about pharma the disruptions and the transformations this industry is going through so good luck to all people involved please like us on facebook search for cio talk network and be sure to follow us on twitter and join our linkedin group thank you again for listening to ctn this is sanjog all your talk show host till next week take care and god bless thank you for tuning in to ctn cio talk network with your host sanjog all to learn more about our program or for show archives comments or questions please visit ciotalknetwork.com thank you again for listening